Voice of Hope is a podcast of New Hope Presbyterian Church of Castle Rock, Colorado. New Hope is a church that puts people first. You can listen to our sermons and podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and any other popular podcast platforms. This week is a special week as we hear from the youth at New Hope and learn about the incredible ways God worked in them and through them during their mission trip in Mexico. I love that there are so many slides dedicated to Guppy, <clears throat> which Guppy wasn't technically the dog's name, didn't have a name, it was a stray dog. It was a stray dog that kind of called the surf camp that we stayed at home, and uh, every time we got dinner ready or breakfast, all of a sudden Guppy shows up, right? Uh, so that was a fun part of the trip. Uh, every mission trip, it, the first day is always fun for me, or stressful, one of the two, because it puts us out of our comfort zones, uh, no matter where we go. Uh, one of the things that always happens on the trips is when we find out where we're staying, when we get to our rooms where we're staying, almost all the kids are like, this is where we're staying? You know? Because our huts that we stay in, we're nice. They're nicer than other accommodations we've had in the past. But they're open, so bugs are in there. Cockroaches. We found out that cockroaches can fly. And uh, it all started with the drive uh, from the airport to the surf camp. We had three 15-passenger vans, and then the leader with group uh, had a little uh, Nissan car, and he led the way. Of course, it's hard to travel as fast as a Nissan when you're in a 15-passenger van. And so we kind of got two two vans fell behind because we got cut off and it's nighttime, you're in a different country driving, you don't know the roads. Uh, finally, we caught up to the rest of the group and our leader came up to our window after that and he said, so this is Mexico, okay? If you, anything you do is fine as long as you wave, right? <laughs> if you cut somebody off, just wave and it'll be fine. And he said, so, so stay bumper to bumper, stay close, and if a light turns red, just turn on your flashers and go through. <laughs> Talk about getting put out of your comfort zone. Luckily, we didn't do that. I, I wasn't going to do that anyway, but um, it's kind of funny just uh, hearing about uh, the different ways. And it is kind of a crazy place to drive. People, you just kind of do what you want. You go around people and... Uh, so that can kind of put you out of your comfort zone right away. Then we get to the camp, and it's hot, and everybody's starting to sweat right away. And you're not, you, we live in Colorado, so we're not used to feeling sticky all the time, right? Uh, so the heat gets to you, the sun gets to you. And then also seeing the poverty along the way, the way that uh, the world down there is much different than what we live in. It's a huge culture, culture shock for kids. You could kind of hear them in the back of the van as we're driving there talking about stuff. Uh, And we found out too, once we got to the camp, that water isn't a guaranteed thing there. We, you have the water supply from the city, and then they also have these big buckets, these big tubs on top of the roofs that they store water in, in case there's water that doesn't come out of the faucets. Because what they do is, in this poor city that we stayed in, this town, if the resorts and restaurants need a lot more water, they cut it off to that city and push it to those resorts. So there are a couple of times during the week where you turn on the faucet and nothing comes out. So then you have to figure out what to do in terms of water. 
So all this stuff kind of, it, it starts hitting you and it's a culture shock and it, it puts you out of your comfort zone. But I think out of your comfort zone is the best way to be surprised by God. And so we're going to hear from our kids who are on the trip how they experience God on this trip through the different projects, the people. And our first uh, student coming up is going to be Olivia. Yeah, <laughs> you, Olivia. Olivia Staub is going to talk to us about her experience on our trip in Pescadero. Hello. Okay, is it working? Jordan, can you hear it? Yeah. Don't be afraid of it. I am afraid of it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be real honest with you, man. <laughs> this thing is scary. Okay. Um, hi, my name is Olivia, and I'm going to be a freshman at University of Northern Colorado. Too fast? Slow it down. Thank you, Jordan. Okay. <laughs> um, this was my fourth mission trip and uh, a great trip right before college. To be honest, I was a little anxious going to Mexico because I was kind of always told or given the impression that it was only safe inside the resorts. But I signed up because I knew from each mission trip before that God always had something for me to realize and learn. This trip, like any other, definitely did just that. When we landed in Cabo, people were staring. I saw a Mexican Walmart employee take a photo of our pink shirt herd of white people in a Walmart that only Mexican locals really went to. Um, I felt like I did not belong and like a fish out of water. Then we entered Pescadero in the surf camp at night. So all I saw was a third world town with trash on the streets and run down buildings. The Walmart employee and this town sent my anxiety through the roof. Then I noticed that the gates was broken and anyone from the streets could enter the camp. But I brushed my teeth and went to bed and the next morning I was greeted with the beautiful sounds of birds and I step out and I could see the sunrise on the sea and amazing palm trees. For the first time I felt like I could relax just a little. Now it was Sunday, so we were all going to church. On our way, we were able to see the town for the first time during the day. Sure, Pescadero did not look like the Mexican resorts, and, but everyone seemed to be smiling. Then I went into the church, and I met these incredible people. They were so genuine in their actions and very truthful to their faith. For the next three days, I would continue to interact with them and build relations with them. I planned a school supplies drive with financial support from our youth and planning from, and help from, with planning from Abby and the leaders. That's actually a picture from us giving out school supplies. Um, uh, I was speaking Spanglish and uh, most of the trip and with help in the, with the community and Abby, thank you, who basically whoa, taught me all of my Spanish. Um, with help, I learned a lot of Spanish. I worked alongside these people and they made me feel welcome and like I belonged in their community. I had an overall an incredible week with them, but what's crazy about the whole trip was the trip to Cabo on Thursday. Cabo was a gorgeous resort town that at the beginning of the trip, I would have felt so safe. But on Thursday, as soon as I got there, I wanted to leave. It was, felt like nothing was genuine. All the American tourists were shopping or drinking. There were advertisements for rooftop bars that exploited physical characteristics. Nothing was genuine or felt like it was real or that the joy would last. 
This place was built for Americans like myself, but after meeting the people of Pescadero and Todos de Santos, I was annoyed and immediately wanted to go back to the towns I was at first scared by. So I just wanted to say thank you to my parents, leaders, youth, and God for supporting me throughout the trip. Thank you, God, for making me realize that it is not the connection, it is, it is, it is the connections with people that is most important. And I hope I will continue to carry this reminder and this message with me for the rest of my life. So, thank you. Yeah, um, that was one of the more prouder moments uh, for me, and I think the leaders too, uh, for Olivia and some other students to say, we want to put together school supplies for the kids. And they said it to the group and asked the group to give some of their own money to pull it together to buy, I think, enough supplies to fill about, what, 65 uh, bags of school supplies. And uh, those are one of those moments where you're like, I I think we're doing something right here. Um, it's good to see them actually chip in and do something on their own without leaders prompting them to do so. So that was a great moment on this trip. Henry, you're going to come up and share a little bit of your experience as well, right? You ready? Hi, my name is Henry Pucciano, but y'all probably know me as Tammy's son, as I'm usually always next to her. And this is my first mission trip, and I wanted to go for a while because I've had two older siblings, Jack and Ella, that have convinced me that mission trips can be life-changing and they're really good. And um, during the trip, I was able to see God at work on the smiles of the people. Everybody there was always really happy, most of the time happier than I am, even though they may have less than me, they had so much more happiness, and I was kind of envious at a point. And one night we had an event where we played soccer and basketball with the kids, and you just, it's hard to describe. Their faces, they just lit up with excitement. And some of us may not be happy when we receive like a new soccer ball, like it's kind of normal, but they were extremely happy beyond belief. And God used this trip to change my perspective of the world because now I see that material possessions can't bring long-term happiness, and after the novelty of the item wears off, it kind of loses all of the importance and maybe sits in the back of your garage for like five years. <laughs> and I realized that long-term happiness is found in relationships and community because the town we were staying at, they had the greatest community ever. They were just such nice people. Thank you. So one of the things on this trip that um, 
I was pleased with that doesn't always happen on other mission trips. Some mission trips are just packed full of things. But grace, grace was a huge theme, I think, for this trip. For one, the language barrier, right? We, we had the language barrier between us, but we were all trying our hardest and had grace for one another when things weren't always communicated the best. And two, um, I think about six or seven of our eight people got sick during the trip, including myself, and there was enough grace in that that it was like, you know what, you guys stay, stay at the camp today, rest up, and, and then other people went out and got a bunch of Pedialyte drinks and uh, meds and all kinds of stuff, but the grace for that was amazing too to see amongst our crew. Nobody got upset with other people for being sick. On some trips, people would be like, oh, they're just not working and we're doing all the work, and there was none of that. There was just pure grace. And to see the grace from the congregation that we served also, the church in Pescadero, uh, Assemblies of God Church, for the people uh, helping us on one day when we're, it's this site you see up on the, on the screen, we were shoveling rock and sand uh, to mix for concrete, and then we we're laying down concrete, first on a roof on the first day, and then the other day it was uh, in a new part of the church they were building for a bathroom. And it was one of those times where you could tell that the workers that were helping us were kind of, I don't know the right word, but a little agitated because things were moving a lot slower with us helping than it would just them doing it, right? And so you could kind of just tell every once in a while they kind of like grab the things and, and do it faster. Uh, but just the grace that we're able to uh, be together, help one another. And the church also served us food every day after we were done working. And it was one of those times where you knew that like this, this took a lot for them to put together. Just physically, just putting together a whole meal for what did we have on that crew, like 12 people? Uh, and then also knowing that that probably costs a lot of money for them to do. Just the grace we experienced amongst the people there and amongst each other was an amazing thing to see. We have another student that's going to share, um, Abby Larkin. Would you please come up and give us your experience? Buenos dias y bienvenidos. My name is Abigail Larkin, and I'm going to be a senior at Castleview High School this fall. I chose to make Pescadero my second mission trip because I wanted to experience what life looked like outside of the United States and be able to help those people in need with, phys uh, in need with physical activities, like the work groups, um, as well as building relationships with them to better understand what they experienced um, and to further show God's love. What I did not know, however, was that God's plan for me to help, oh, was, had plans for me to help in other ways um, that were very unexpected. Not only was I intended to help those in the community, but also my group itself. For reasons I still cannot understand myself, I was under the impression that even in a more rural, poor area of Mexico, that most of the people would have at least a basic understanding of English. Now I know what you may be thinking. How crazy is she? Because this doesn't make sense. Um, to be fair, Pescadero is not that far from California, 
And I'm terrible at geography, so I didn't know how far away from Cabo it was. Um, luckily, however, I got the pr privilege of, to take AP Spanish in the spring semester, so I felt plenty prepared just in case I needed Spanish. And my assumptions were right until we left the airport. <laughs> I soon realized that even in Cabo, almost everyone speaks primarily, if not fully, in Spanish. Shocking, I know. With this, I also realized something else. I was the most proficient Spanish speaker in our group, aside from our group missions leader, James. It was then that I realized that God had intended for this to happen. It was a new way of serving. Throughout the next week, I acted as our group's interpreter so that we were better able to communicate and connect with those around us. I also began teaching some basic Spanish to those close to me so that they may at least be able to communicate a few things to one of the members of the community in Pescadero. But aside from helping my group connect with the locals and vice versa, I was able to use my skills to have deeper conversations with those around me. At first, many were surprised I was able to speak Spanish, and even more so that my ability to speak somewhat fluently. But after talking to them for a bit, many were willing to open up and share their experiences from their lives or what their life looked like on a daily basis. And all I remember was thinking, wow, if I couldn't speak this language, I wouldn't be able to share so much with these people. I realized that God gave me this gift for a reason. It was then that I started to focus on the other gifts that God had brought to our group. For example, Jameson exceeds his small stature when wielding a pickaxe, which came in handy when we were breaking the rock-solid dirt in order to dig holes for plants. Liv, Olivia Staub, is great at budgeting and setting up plans, which made her an excellent leader when we purchased the supplies and made the bags for, of school supplies for all the kids. Owen, though he may seem quiet and reserved, actually has an amazing sense of humor and brought a lot of laughter to the group. And he can do a great cartwheel. <laughs> Julia is amazing at all things construction. Katie can make any art activity look flawless, just as she did with the face paint. Christy is amazing at keeping Tammy in check at all times, especially when driving. And EJ is one of the best sources of motivation because of his kindness and willingness to help, even though in some cases he probably shouldn't have. <laughs> Each person was able to bring something entirely unique to our team, and those qualities in turn made us even stronger as a group. Romans 12, verse 6 states, we have different gifts according to the grace given to us. Because God provided us each with a gift, each of us was able to help the group by using their gift in some form, as well as helping those who needed it. This trip truly showed that God made each and every one of us specially, so that we may provide for others in different ways. No matter how his love is shown, it all leads to the same conclusion. As this trip has ended, I hope to continue to find the unique ways I can serve others, as well as spot the differences in others as they do the same. And I hope that you all may be able to do the same. Find the differences in your being. Exercise your unique qualities as much as possible. You never know who you may end up impacting. Thank you. Katie, I believe you're the next person coming up. Uh, are you going to use this mic, or do you want to use that mic? I don't know. I can use this one. Yeah. I'll turn this one off for you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hi. Uh, 
Hi, I'm Katie McGuire, and I'm going to be a senior next year at Castleview. I've been on three mission trips now, and I went to Florida my freshman year and Alamosa my going into junior year. I really wanted to go on this trip because I personally, from my past experiences, have known that I get the most out of personal experiences, talking one-on-one -on -one with, pe with people more than, um, like, hard labor. But <laughs> I still did both, but <laughs> I personally get a lot more out of talking with kids. So today I'm going to share a story about a family. So on Tuesday night, we went and <laughs> we had an event where we went and brought the school supplies to the kids and played soccer with them. But I brought, <laughs> sorry, I'm really bad at public speaking. Um, I brought with me some hair tinsel and some face paint because here I am an independent contractor for a face painting company. So here it's just a job for me. But when I went to Mexico, I brought it with me because I wanted to do it for some of the little girls and boys there because I didn't know if they'd ever had something done like that or even if they did, how often. And I just thought it might make some people happy. So on Tuesday after we got off of work, we went to the park and brought all our school supplies. And at first we just set everything out on the ground and watched all the kids pile in. And it was pretty cool to watch them all pile in. It, a lot of them were kind of timid to walk up, but once we could finally get them to sit down, we were handing out coloring pages and all this. And I didn't know like any Spanish, so I would just kind of walk up to them with a coloring book and try and get them to pick a page, just kind of doing this, because I didn't know what else to say. <laughs> so I... Uh, did that for a little while until I found this one little girl who came up to me. She was adorable. She was like this tall and she had the most adorable little pigtails and she had a unicorn on her shirt. And I was showing her pages of the coloring book and eventually she went like this. <laughs> and I took that to mean that she definitely wanted to color a unicorn. So I made it my mission to find her a coloring page with a unicorn on it. I was ripping through all the books just trying to find her a page and eventually I did find one and we sat down for a little while and eventually I mustered up the courage to ask her to go find her mom because I had been told that not every culture is like accepting of things like that because I heard some people in Costa Rica say that they brought nail polish but that is not accepted there so I was nervous to ask if I could do that but eventually I brought her over and I found her mom and she kind of gave me a yeah duh go ahead look <laughs> so I started doing some hair tinsel for a little while until my friend Abby brought over this little girl to me and she said this girl has been eyeing your face paint all night and she is not being very patient anymore <laughs> so I eventually started doing that but it was pretty late in the day but that little girl ended up being this adorable little sweetheart named Sophia. She is the one on the right up there with the adorable bow. And her family ended up staying like right by me almost all night. And that night I painted her a mariposa, which means butterfly because that is the only word in Spanish I knew. <laughs> and 
then I painted, I think, a butterfly on Liliana, which is the one on the left. And then the little boy came up, and his name was Jesus. And I was trying to tell him that I could do like a spider or a snake, and I even ran over and grabbed some of our little pencil buddies <laughs> that had a snake on it and kind of showed it to him. And then he just looked at me and he went, Verde Mariposa. <laughs> he wanted a green butterfly. He, had her, he was hearing nothing about spiders or <laughs> snakes. He wanted a butterfly. And I said, all right, let's do it. So that family ended up staying with me pretty much all night, helping me communicate. The mom helped me when little kids would come up and what sounded like to me, blah, 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 I would be like, I don't know what they want. <laughs> and she would kind of look at me and try and help me out. And unfortunately that day, since I started it so late, I didn't get to do very much, but there was a bunch of kids that wanted me to do it. So the next day, I set up shop immediately, and I had what looked like a line out the door. And at one point, I had just been, and that time I was actually smart enough to bring a paper with little drawings of things I could do to kind of be like, which one do you want? <laughs> and... Eventually, the mom came over, and I heard, felt a little tap on my shoulder, and it was the family. So I painted them all what they wanted. Uh, Sophia wanted a rainbow. Uh, Archiles, if I'm pronouncing that right, which I assume I'm not. <laughs> and then you would not believe the amount of time it took to understand that Liliana wanted a heart on one cheek and a star on the other. <laughs> um, the mom looked at me at first and went, Corazon? And I was like, sure, gotcha. But then she kept pointing to the other cheek and saying, Estrella, Estrella. And I did not understand what that meant in the slightest. Until eventually she showed me a hand-drawn star on her phone. And it kind of clicked. <laughs> and then her sweet little boy asked for a car. And I was like, I can try. <laughs> and that is probably the worst drawing of a car I have ever done, but he had the biggest smile on his face. It was adorable. And she kind of sat with me all night and helped me communicate with all the other people. And I just, I found it so cool that even though neither one of us understood a word that the other was saying, that I still made a smile on every single one of those kids' faces because we could still communicate through the language barrier. And long story short, that family will always have a special place in my heart. Thank you. A lot of the experiences on the trip when I hear from our students has to do with connections with people. The, the job, the physical labor is a good part of it to help uh, with something, but we always know that there's other groups coming after us. If we don't finish something, they will help finish it too. So making those connections is key. And even in our own group, making connections with one another, it's one of those trips where at the beginning you're, you kind of know each other because we've had meetings all you know, throughout the months, but you kind of get to know each other better throughout the week. By the time you leave, you're kind of like a family. And you know, every family has certain people who play roles, and one of the roles in our family was EJ, the encourager, uh, constantly giving encouragement to the kids uh, to the point where the workers we were working with at the church would kind of laugh 
at EJ because he was being so loud with his encouragement when we were uh, making cement and laying it down. Uh, but that's really what it's about, right? These trips are to encourage kids to live the way of Jesus, to live the way of love and compassion for one another and for the people that you help. That to, if we have a lot, that we should be able to give to those who have less. And so the last student we're gonna have come up to give their experience is Reese. Hello, my name is Reese. I will be starting my junior year at Castleview High School in the fall. Um, this mission trip was my second one. My first one was Alamosa last summer. Um, I was really intrigued on going on this trip because um, I really like the youth group. Um, they're like my second family, and so it was an excuse to spend um, a forced amount of time with them. And then I'd also never been to Mexico, so what better way to go learn their culture than be with the most authentic version of itself. Um, so I saw God in many different ways, but I think my biggest God sighting was him holding my hand through my near-death experience in the ER. So um, on Sunday, after a very long 40-minute clapping song that we <laughs> worshipped, um, the congregation wanted to serve us food, which was very sweet of them, and they offered us an authentic dish of mole. And I made the mistake of not asking whether or not there were peanuts in this mole. Um, and so I started chowing down on it. I was like, this is great. And then it hit me and my mouth swelled up. And I was like, this is not good. So I pushed it away and I tried to calm myself down. And Tammy looks over and she goes, Reese, do you not like it? And I take a breath and I look her in the eyes and I go, no, I think it might kill me. And so I looked it up and I was like, um, it says mole is traditionally made with peanuts. So we ran over to James and we were like, can you please ask them if they use peanuts? And he's like, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. And Tammy goes, no, this is pretty urgent, James. Like, you should probably figure this out. Sure enough, it did. And then the whole youth group was like, Reese, are you gonna die? And I was like, I don't know yet. <laughs> sure, sure enough, we took a Benadryl and the mouth swelling went down. I was like, we're fine, we're fine. And then an hour later at the beach, felt a lump in my throat and I was like, I'm just gonna cough this one out. And I coughed once and then everything. And I found myself squeezing in the ocean, trying to get out. And we went to sit down and I'm shaking, I'm telling Tammy I can't breathe. And she's like, okay, well, get your EpiPen. She goes, can you do it? And I was like, I can't do this to myself right now. She goes, well, I can't do it. Christy comes running over, she goes, give me the EpiPen. She reads it, she pulls off the blue thing and she jabs it and I was like, oh, great. And, um, Sweet EJ goes, oh, let me give you a piggyback to the car. And Tammy goes, EJ, no. Um, and just to our luck, Jack was running out of the ocean. And EJ goes, come on, Jack, you're going to give Reese a piggyback ride. So um, thanks to Jack for scorching his feet to get me to the car. Um, and then we raced to the hospital. And these roads were not paved for a good mile. So with every bump, not only were my lungs swollen, but they were then being like realigned in my chest. So. We finally got to the ER, which was terrifying because I couldn't breathe and I couldn't speak their language and I didn't have my parents with me. So all three things were going wrong. Um, but luckily, Tammy was there to hold my hand and help me through it. Um, and at the end of it, through three IV fails through a vein and a um, couple doses of epinephrine and um, breathing, 
uh, we got to watch some Stranger, Th Stranger Things and enjoy some Twizzlers, just to come back to the camp every being like, she's breathing! We didn't lose her! So I got to have the gift of being the ER emergency trip on this trip. Um, but through all of that, it just made me realize that just because you're scared doesn't mean that God's not with you. Um, when I first got there, I was really uncomfortable because they had stray dogs, they had kids in clothes that didn't look like they were washed in many weeks, and homes that didn't really look like homes, and yet I didn't feel uncomfortable. It felt like I was being hugged by God and that he made me realize that it's okay to be uncomfortable and that you shouldn't chase, like, face any challenge being scared because he's there for you and he's got your back. And even when you don't ask whether or not something could kill you, um, he'll make sure you make out of it alive. So, yay God, I made it back. And now I know how to say, are there cacahuetes in this? Cacahuetes are peanuts, so thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Reese, for sharing that. Well, uh, we all want to say thank you to the congregation, too, because without you guys, this wouldn't be possible to go on these trips uh, with these students. <laughs> Damn. So uh, we thank you for that. We thank you to the team for all that you did this week and how we made it through without drama besides Reese's uh, incident on the first day there. Uh, but you are a great crew to work with, a great crew to go on a mission trip with, especially out of the country. Uh, so thank you, and thank you to everybody here for your support. We're gonna uh, join together in a final song, is that right? Do you want them to join, or are you just gonna sing? No, that's all. So, all right, so let's stand. Thank you for listening to Voices of Hope. If you've enjoyed our podcast, please rate and review it and share it with your friends. Go in peace and have a wonderful week.